Hello there. This is Series 8 of Satisfied. The Series 8 podcasts enhance the God-dependent woman Bible study covering the book of 2 Corinthians in the New Testament. I'm Melanie Newton, just an everyday kind of woman who loves the Lord and His Word. In the last podcast, we learned that the main emphasis of the book of 2 Corinthians is that we, as believers in Christ, should live our lives dependent on Him all the time. In our strengths, when we're using our gifts and skills and opportunities well, in our weaknesses that drive us to Him for help, and for everywhere in between. God wants for us women to be God-dependent women. In this podcast, we will cover Lesson 1 of the God-Dependent Woman Bible Study and focus on why we can have confidence in our God so that we will want to depend on Him more than on ourselves. Back in the 1980s, I was going through some difficult times in my life. I remember one summer meeting in a local prayer group and asking the Lord to help me cry more. That sounds silly, I know, but I don't cry easily. And I wanted to experience the relief of tears rather than holding everything inside of me. Well, he certainly answered that prayer. Within weeks, a couple of things happened that put stress on me, and I started crying daily. I dropped my preschooler off in the morning, go home and cry on the sofa for three hours, then go back to pick her up. I hadn't lost my faith in God, but I felt hopeless. Have you ever felt that way? After a few months of this hopeless feeling when I couldn't even read my Bible and pray like I had been doing for years, someone told me about a women's Bible study at a local church where a woman named Vicki Kraft was teaching every Wednesday morning. I had heard Vicki speak at a conference a few years before this and knew she was a really good teacher. So I started attending the Bible study and my life radically changed as Vicki taught through Hebrews chapter 11, the Hall of Faith, and showed me that many other women have gone before me, depending on God to get them through some very tough times. The Word of God restored my hope in the goodness of God. I began to feel His comfort. The crying every day stopped. I started facing my challenges with courage and hope that my God could and would get me through it. He did, and has done so many times since. Paul's words in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 are true. Our God is one who comforts us. In verse 3, Paul describes God as the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, the one to whom we should go first in our troubles. Compassion means to not just feel sympathy for someone's pain, but to do something to alleviate it. Paul equates this with receiving comfort from God. I looked up the word comfort to make sure I understood what that meant. To comfort means to give strength, to console, and to aid. That's what God does for us. He gives us strength to sustain us through the pain of life on earth. We live in a fallen world full of heartache and trouble. We live in a war zone, both physically and spiritually. It's a broken world. But the most wonderful thing is knowing that our Lord Jesus Christ experienced this very world just like we do. 
He totally understands every suffering you and I experience. Because he was 100% human as well as 100% God, he knows exactly how to comfort us and sustain us through our pain. What are the ways in which our God comforts us? How does he give us strength and aid in our time of sadness or trouble? I've recognized several ways. Most of the time he uses his word to comfort us. That's what he did for me. You know how some verses just jump out at you when you're needing comfort? Maybe they're verses that you memorized in the past or that you are currently reading. They just seem to leap off the page at you, almost shouting, hold on to this, it'll get you through it. Our God comforts us also through people he sends our way. At a neighborhood gathering of ladies around my table recently, I asked the question, when you went through a time of trouble, what got you through it? Two women shared nearly identical stories of how God sent someone to their house with a gift that was exactly what they needed during a time of grief and mourning. Both of the women shared that they didn't really know the gift givers, but this act of love from a stranger told them that God was present and aware of their need. It gave them comfort. God uses people to send comfort. Here's another way. God comforts us through the prayers of other believers. Paul tells the Corinthians that their prayers were part of God's deliverance for him. He says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, As you help us by your prayers, then many will give thanks on our behalf for the gracious favor granted us in answer to the prayers of many. So, what is the relationship between others praying for us and God working on our behalf? This is not a cause and effect. Our prayers don't change God's purposes for us or for other believers. But knowing that others are praying for us gives us strength to endure the pain. That's comfort. And for those believers who are praying for us, when they hear how God has answered their prayer, they receive God's comfort as well. It's partnership with God to desire His purposes to be fulfilled. And in that way, we share in God's comfort as we pray for others to be strengthened during their time of trouble. Now, as you pray for those who are going through trouble, whether it's grief, illness, persecution, joblessness, or other things, pray rightly. Always pray for God to work His purpose in their lives, regardless of the outcome. This might require sacrificing your sense of entitlement to something you think you or they deserve. It also requires releasing your expectations of acceptable outcomes. I'll talk more about that in a future podcast. Focus on God fulfilling His purpose in that situation. And God answers our prayers out of His graciousness. Back to that verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Then many will give thanks on our behalf for the gracious favor granted us in answer to the prayers of many. God's grace is His gift. Answered prayers are a gift. Deliverance is a gift. Healing is a gift. That's comfort. 
God also comforts us through unexpected events. When Paul and Silas were in miserable conditions in a Philippian jail, God surprised them with an earthquake that released their chains and gave them a receptive audience for the gospel in the jailer and his family. The prisoners were treated as guests in the jailer's house for a few hours, bandaged and fed before being returned to jail to face the next day. The story I told of those two women who opened their doors to surprise gifts of love, those were unexpected events that God used to comfort them, and they gave God the glory for it. I've noticed that God also comforts us from the inside. His Holy Spirit pours out God's love on us. We can feel it. Have you felt God's love when you needed it? We can have confidence in His presence with us. We never go through pain alone. Our God knows, understands, empathizes with, and responds to the pain in our lives with compassion. This is beautifully illustrated in the life of Jesus. Over and over in the Gospels, Jesus comforted people with His compassion. And when we recognize and feel His comfort, we know what to do to comfort others. You know what meant the most to you and helped you and what didn't. You can ask the Lord to show you how to give comfort to someone going through pain. But God's comfort does not always mean deliverance from the pain. Let's go back to our theme for this study. God wants for us women to be God-dependent women, not independent except for when we need Him kind of women but we are to be God-dependent all the time. The key to being a God-dependent woman is what can be described as dependent living. It's relying on His power to get us through all of life, whether we are strong and everything is going well, or whether we are in pain and weakness and in dire need of relief. Whatever God brings into our lives that makes us more dependent upon Him is good for us. That's how we learn dependent living. But the world and even other Christians will try to tell us that God doesn't want you to suffer and that we have been delivered from all suffering by our benevolent God. If you are suffering, you must have done something wrong so that God is disciplining you. Get right with God and all your troubles will go away. But that is not biblical. You see it throughout the book of Acts. You see it throughout all of Paul's letters. You see it throughout the other New Testament writings. God allows His children to undergo very hard things. The purpose is to teach us to trust Him with all of us, not just bits of us. So every week, I'm going to evaluate a popular saying that especially floats around on social media. This week, our saying is this, God doesn't give you more than you can handle. True or false? Dear listener, this is a false teaching. It's bad. Why? Well, look at 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8. Paul was in the center of God's will, doing everything that God purposed for him to do. This is what he plainly and unashamedly states. Listen carefully. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure so that we despaired of life itself. Did you catch it? We were under great pressure, 
far beyond our ability to endure. Paul used a Greek term that meant exceedingly, beyond our strength and power. Oh yeah, God gives us more than we can handle. On our own, that is. Because listen to Paul's next words. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death, but this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. What do we tend to rely upon? Usually, it's our own inner strength, our life experiences, our skills and know-how, our own logic. Paul had tons of experience figuring out how to get out of a messy, painful situation. But after all those years of walking with and serving God, if God wanted Paul to rely on him rather than on his own figuring out, then you can with confidence be assured that God wants you to rely on him rather than your own figuring out when you have pain and trouble. It's a given. God gives you more than you can handle on your own so that you will learn to rely on him more. What if you believe that God doesn't give you more than you can handle? Then something comes along that just wipes you out, that floors you, that takes every resource you have and the pain is still there. That kind of teaching leads to a sense of failure because you couldn't handle whatever God gave you. Ask anyone who has a lifelong debilitating injury or illness. Ask anyone who has a physically or mentally challenged child. Ask anyone who has seen one job loss after another. Don't add to their pain by making them feel like failures. God gives everyone, you and me and your neighbor, more than they can handle on their own in order to drive us to Him, to rely on Him, to gain the confidence in Him so that we will depend on Him more. Going back to my story from the 1980s, I sat under Vicki's teaching for several years. I absorbed so much about how God loves me as a woman because He created me as a woman of worth and value to Him. I learned that God gives women what we most desperately want, security and significance as we trust in Him. I remember Vicki saying that as our Creator, Jesus designed us with a mind to know God, emotions to love God, and a will to obey God. Our female minds need to be filled with the knowledge of Him so that our hearts may respond with great love for Him and our wills can choose to obey Him. And over and over, she would reinforce that our God is trustworthy of our confidence in Him. Life is hard, but God is good. Don't panic. Trust in the one who has the power to raise the dead. In every podcast, we'll also cover some reasons from our lesson why God wants us to depend on Him more than on ourselves. From lesson one, we get these reasons. We receive comfort from God for ourselves and to comfort others. That's verse four. He's more powerful than we are. That's verse nine. We can set our hope on Him to continue to deliver us. Verse 10, and God answers our prayers out of His graciousness. That's verse 11. Let Jesus satisfy your heart with confidence that you can depend on Him. Then live each day as a God-dependent woman. Until next time, I'm Melanie Newton, and this is Series 8 of Satisfied.